Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. This is the kickoff call for this month. It's lead conversion. It piggybacks off of our last of our call last month, which was all about lead generation. Who can tell me? Um, I don't want to say it that way. Um, first off, I don't want to get too much into the weeds because that's going to be our next three weeks. But lead conversion, right, is obviously the work to the lead generation, which is the fun. Okay. Who in here feels like they're, they're good at lead generation, especially after last month we talked about it? Who in here feels like they're good at lead generation? Okay, not very many. We've got Owen, Owen and Cody. Cody's a little shaky. That wasn't confident, right. Cody. Cody was kind of like, I guess, maybe. Then he saw nobody else raise his hand, so he's like, crap, maybe I'm not. I like that Cody just takes his cue from everybody else. Way to be <laughs> independent, Cody. All right, so <laughs> was like, I'm never raising my hand for anything ever again. So, right? So then, who in here, let me change it. Who in here, if I gave them a week, thinks they could go out and generate 100 leads? I'm good with swiping my cup. Okay, good. Ford has it 100% right. But as we know, see, Michelle's like, yeah, Ford's got the card. When Ford swipes it, I get credit too, (laughs) right? But we know, and I don't, I want to make sure that this is not lost on everybody because we're going to get into this a little bit today, is lead generation is is a big funnel, right? And too many times, if I say, give me an example, John, whoops, they're moving on me. John Walker, give me an example of lead generation. Trying to unmute. Um, an example, open houses. Perfect. Okay, so open houses is a lead generation. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Andrew Fair, give me an example of lead generation. Internet leads. Okay, internet leads, one of the thousand different ways, right? Okay, and then Ron Henderson, give me another example. You're muted. Of lead generation? Yeah, lead generation. Uh, Client events. Client event, perfect. That would go under here. Okay, and then Frank Kenny, give me an example of lead generation. Uh, Just communication to Sphere. Sphere, SOI. What is a big group of our SOI? What could be almost the most valuable group in our SOI? Past clients. Past clients. Was somebody going to say something different? Andrew. Uh, I I said family, Andy, but... Family. Okay. Yep. So family... failed fast. (laughs) I love it. Family and past clients. Okay. So here's the deal. Everybody on this call is a team leader, right? Okay. And when I asked for lead, lead generation, you gave me something from all three buckets. What you guys may not know is when I speak to your agents on Mondays and Wednesdays and I ask them about lead generation, 95% of the time, they talk about this. Yeah. Internet leads. Okay. Internet leads is what they talk about. 
I say, hey, Andrew, if uh, you had to get a deal done, where would you find some leads? He'd be like, well, I'd probably do maybe some Facebook ads or something, right? It's always internet is top of mind because that's what they think about generating the leads. They don't, and this is well, this is a little bit, we're going to talk about my mindset. They don't think of their sphere as lead generation. Okay. They think it's just there and it bubbles up and comes to them. Right. And so we know as team leaders, I'm really hoping I'm giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, these are good people. Stop it. <laughs> so I'm giving everybody the benefit of the doubt that we know the easiest to convert are sphere of influence. But that's, but that's because we've been in the business. We've converted deals. Our sphere knows, likes, and trusts us. Our past clients have already received our service and therefore want to receive our service again. Okay, We don't have to convince them. If I'm an agent who's done 10 deals and I'm on Alan Mickelson's team, do I have the same type of sphere that Ron Henderson has or Michelle Duncan has? I do not. So therefore, I don't think of it as the same way. We have to start getting our agents to start thinking of their sphere as not just the people who are going to do business with them, but the people who are going to refer business to them. Find opportunities for them. Because I'll tell you what, you guys are thinking this, and I will say, I heard a lot of stuff about lead gen. What was it? Sphere of influence didn't come up until the fourth or fifth answer, even with our team leaders, when it should be number one at all times. Right? It should absolutely be number one at all times because your you guys, Ford, great question or great example. You guys have what? Resources. Your team leaders, you have money, right? Ford, swiping the credit card. You can make it happen. Can your agent just go swipe a credit card? A lot of times, no. And if they did, they wouldn't know where to swipe it anyway, right? <laughs> See, look at Michelle. She's like, oh God, yes. They spend money on some of the wackiest stuff, right? That's our job, okay, is to make sure that we're steering them in the right direction. So when you guys are looking at this, what do they have? They don't have the credit card, but what do they have? They have a, a metaphorical credit card. And what is that credit card? What are they, what are they using every single time? Time. They're using, who said that? Fuel. Fuel. Jumping in. Fuel is 100% correct. They are using their time. And their time is worth a certain dollar amount. Okay? Even on this call, we have a different dollar amount. Ford is worth a certain amount every hour that he's at the office. Frank's worth a different amount. Just like Cody, probably worth way more though. Cody is like super baller status. See? Yeah. <laughs> I got to get you back, Cody, for giving me a hard time earlier. But everybody's worth a different amount. So when we look at this, we got to look, am I spending money or am I spending time? It's easy to see what I'm spending when it comes to money. I know this cost me $50. This cost me $127.92. When I'm spending my time, how many in here can answer that question? Right? We are way too likely to spend our time poorly than we are even our money. Does this make sense? I want you guys to hear that and think, because I'm sure everybody in here could come to a conclusion and be like, yeah, right? It's just easier to swipe the card but at least I know where that's going. I don't know how much money I spent if my time actually had a dollar amount attached to it, how much money I've spent today. And just think if you guys are grappling with that question or thinking about it right now going, oh, okay, think what your agents are doing. All right, they suck at it because we've all sucked at it. 
And whose responsibility is it to make sure that they don't, that they suck at it less? That's ours. So when I hear an agent did something that was horrible and swiped their credit card and went into debt to buy some leads to do some things, whose fault is that? Now it could be their fault, right? We're not their keepers, but whose job is it to correct them and learn from it? Teach them. That's ours. Well, we can't do it if we don't know it ourselves, right? I can't tell somebody to learn and figure out, Kat, how much are you worth a dollar per hour? A million dollars. Well, can I come A million and a half. (laughs) 50. Right? And so this is the thing. We want to make sure that we know. And it's not across the board. That's Kat's average. Ooh, did you get that raise? Frank? (laughs) Working on it, Frank. Will you take away his chat function? (laughs) Working on it. Okay. So, man, you're you're making my meetings really hard for me, Frank. Okay? So... We need to know what it is that we're worth. Just like every lead gen source has a different dollar amount, every lead conversion is going to have a different ROI. Okay? And we need to understand that. So when I want our agents, first and foremost, and don't get me wrong, literally, we have made tons and tons and tons of money off of internet lead gen. But we've got to change the mindset with our agents and with ourselves that the easiest lead to convert is what? Sphere of influence, whether that be past client or Aunt Susie. Okay. Why won't our, who can give me a reason why my new agent who's only ever done 10 deals won't go convert their sphere? If I'm not telling you, they're scared thinking of, it. Scared of rejection. Fear of who said that? Joe's, Joe, right here. Joe, thank you. Joe, yes, fear of rejection. 100%. I don't want them to know I'm a fraud. Right? I don't got if my fear of pestering them. Yes. Now, if we want to go big picture just on that comment right there, when agents come in and they're like, yeah, but I don't want to do this because I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to do this because I don't want them to feel like I'm bugging them. Mm -hmm. It's because they don't feel like they're offering value. They don't. Right? They don't feel like they're offering value. And if they don't feel like they're offering value, they're going to discount their time and go towards something else because it's easier. They will never risk the, the rejection until the pain of not being able to do X, Y, or Z, which that pay my mortgage, buy groceries, whatever, is more than the pain of the rejection that they would have received. And one, and so, to stop it before it gets to that point, right? Before it ever gets there, to stop that, we have to make sure that they understand what their value is. Okay? And they and to understand what their value is, they have to know what their time is worth. And your time is worth something, uh, your time is worth something different depending on the activity that you're doing. Does this make sense to everyone? Ron, how much is your time worth when you're sitting down at a listing appointment meeting with the client? I don't, you're still muted, but. The last time I figured out my hourly um, rate, it was somewhere around $300 an hour. $300 an hour. Perfect. Okay. How about you, Owen? Do you know yours? The last time I did it for like the full year, it was like a hundred. $75 an hour, which because I worked a lot. So it kind of brought my average down. <laughs> Perfect. That's okay. And that's what, but you need, there's no wrong answer here and there's no good or bad. It, they're just it. Oh, I sound like Yoda. 
Yeah. It is. And now since you know what it actually is, now you know what to do to improve it, right? How about, uh, let's go one more person. Uh, Ford, if you had to guess, what do you say you're worth an hour? Um, around 200 an hour. Perfect. So we've heard answers. Jesus. That's going to be super good. Mark- we've heard answers. Ron's at 300, baller. Owen's at 175. Ford didn't want to be the lowest, so he's 200. He got to go last. Something tells me if I asked the next person, they'd say 225. But, <laughs> right? And that's, and, and it is what it is. I don't care what your number is. Your number could be 40. But this is our average across all of our time. Within, who said, who said 300? Ron. Within Ron's $300 an hour, there's stuff that Ron does that's probably worth 40. There's also stuff that Ron does that's worth 700 right? And it averages out to three. But just doing the uh, exercise lets Ron know what's my $40 an hour stuff and what's my 700. Then Ron gets to decide what am I getting rid of? And then what am I replacing it with? It's two steps. If you only do one, it's a net negative. Go ahead, Ron. You just unmuted. Well, uh, I'm actually in the negative when I take my wife shopping somewhere. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> but are you? Well, she doesn't. Are you? The, she doesn't agree with the math, but it's still a fact. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's quality time, Ron. That's it right there. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dude, you're laying the foundation. But it's and that's and that's absolutely true because then we can get in a whole another conversation. We should probably have this on like a like yeah. a whole call on it. But then it's like, am I doing this for profit? For the monetary profit? Or am I doing it for the intrinsic profit? You say you're negative because you lost monetary profit by going shopping with your wife. Somebody else may look at that and say, hey, there's the intrinsic profit that I am able to take my wife shopping. That's right. Okay, so there's the, there's the flip side to every coin, right? And I, and I agree with you, but... We have to understand what our value is. And too many times people will say, instead of getting rid of the lower income producing activities and leveraging that, they, get, they just get rid of the stuff that they don't want to do, right? Well, guess what? That new agent of yours doesn't want to call their sphere, even though that's probably their highest income producing activity. But they don't understand the concept unless we're doing this with them. Does that make sense? Everybody needs to turn around and make sure that we're doing this with them so that they know what to get rid of so that then they know what to replace it with. So if I just say, man, $40, I'm averaging $300 an hour and $40 an hour of my time, one of my duties is to make widgets. And then I hire Kat and Kat makes widgets for me. Way better than I could ever make widgets. I'm a widget pro. Dude, you're killing it. So Kat makes these widgets now and I just saved myself, right? But what did I replace with that 10 hours a week now that Kat makes widgets for me? Did I do nothing? Did I replace it with a $20 an hour job? Or did I replace it with a $1,000 an hour activity? What did I replace it with? And that is what we need to understand going forward. Just like I could ask everybody in here, what's your ROI on internet leads from Facebook, Joe? Joe will be like, boom, 4X. I know it because we just did an entire training last week. Was it last week? Mm-hmm. Was internet lead gen? Yeah. We know all of our exes. Zillow is a 2.5 ROI, right? 
and Google ads, pay-per-click or a 5X return, right? We know all of these. Why don't we know that on all of our activities, which make up much more of our time, especially as team leaders? You guys aren't out here doing the uh, internet leads. You're not converting them. Your agents are, right? Why aren't you guys doing the exact ROI with your activities on a daily basis? And I don't say that to be like, why aren't you? It's why aren't we? Why aren't we all doing this? And how? And if you look back to what you did on a weekly basis, Ron, last, last year at this time to this year, it's probably different. Have you increased your ROI based on your hour or have, has it lessened? We should all be able to do this on a monthly basis, right? Know exactly, hey, if I go do this, I know that I'm worth that. Because guess what it'll help you do? It'll help you make decisions on how to spend your time, okay? Too many times we're just willing to say, yep, sounds good. And as long as I keep getting checks, Don't it was awesome, right? It's like lead gen sources. Since we'll go back to internet lead because that's how everybody's programmed to understand it. Zillow, positive ROI. Facebook, positive ROI. They're all positive. It's which one's the most positive. Just like we taught you guys to understand which one's going to give me the best ROI based on lead gen source. Well, let's do the same thing with our activities, right? Then the next step will be great. Now, how are we going to spend our time and be intentional about converting those opportunities? Right now, we're just talking about which one, which activity should I deploy my capital time to? Then we talk about great. Now that I can be intentional about it, imagine what my conversion rate would be if I do that. Does that make sense to everybody? I want you guys to understand. It's, we got it. It's got to start at the top, guys. If we don't understand it, we're no better than any other person who stands up there and says, "You know what? I read this book, and now I'm going to teach you guys how to do it." Okay? We have to be able to do it ourselves, and then teach our agents how to do it. Okay? We are what is it? Stewards of their time. Shepherds. Shepherds. What is it? I don't. Sherpas. Know. Yes. Sherpas was the one I was going for. Really? Yeah. Okay. Who wouldn't want a time management Sherpa? That sounds a mi- whatever. We got something here, Franks. Have you heard of Regentology for generating cell? Yeah. Yes. Who is that, Frank? We're not the Q&A, Frank, but hey, it's your world, man. Let's jump into it. What do we got for uh, any good? I love it. Frank's like, yeah, I'm past the mindset talk that he's doing. I would yeah. like to talk about internet leads again. No, no, no. You were talking about, you know, all this uh, lead conversion and generation. And so I just thought that that's related. It is related. <laughs> I love related. that I just talked about time, mindset, and how our sphere of influence should be the most important. And, and Frank's like, yeah, that all sounds amazing. Can you tell me about this internet lead gen place? <laughs> I love you, Frank. Hey, Frank, never change because here's the deal. If Frank's thinking it, Eight other people, I'm looking at you, Owen and Corey, are thinking it as well. And now nobody's going to be able to move on until we answer this question about re- regentology. Well, but anyway, okay, so- how's the weather there in Omaha? Jesus. Hey, it was 80 degrees yesterday, so I don't want to hear it, Frank. Dude, it was. I put, oh, never mind. We're not Everyone get to pulled that. out their flip-flops and... Dude, sad. we were, we were, we were, uh, we were middle-aged guying it out. We had cargo shorts on with flip-flops. Okay, stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Happen. It's just like, don't let people know you do that, Andy. Okay, so here, uh, Regentology, yes. For seller leads. Who's going to tell, who can tell, my, who can guess my answer on seller leads? We'll send a gift card of how much? It's like it's team leaders. Chris is raising his hand. Chris? 
Hang on. Well, you're not just going to get away with it's a no, but Chris, where's Chris? I don't know. Everybody keeps moving on me. Chris Holloway. I just Chris Holloway. There you are. Shreveport. Okay. Chris, unmute yourself. And you don't get, oh, now everybody's just giving us the weather. It was 80 degrees and sunny here too, so I don't want to hear it anymore. Oh, 77, that's adorable, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, sounds cold compared to ours. Chris, unmute yourself. There you are, perfect. Chris, tell me why uh, uh, I'm a no on the Regentology seller leads. Well, the best seller lead is a buyer lead that is moving up or moving down. Right? Why? They need to sell their house to be able to buy you what you're promoting. You said the keyword need. They're motivated. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So yes. But the problem is, is that a lot of, if I have sold a house multiple times, and am I more or less likely to hop on the internet to find my agent? Less. Right? So typically, most of our internet leads are going to be what we would call early buyers, right? They've only done it maybe once or not at all. Okay. So we have a higher opportunity for our agents to convert them into, but into buyers, but they don't always have a house to sell. But Chris is 100% right. So who are, is our best pool of people to receive sellers from? Seller leads from. It would be our... SOI. There it is, Owen. <laughs> SOI. And not, not just our SOI, but what category of SOI? Past clients. Boom, because we know they have a house to sell. We help them buy it, right? And guess who they know and live next to? Somebody else? People who own houses too. What? I know, right? So here's the deal. Chris is 100% correct. So go ahead and give Chris, wait, Chris has to answer one more part of this question. Why are internet leads, he was like, he could, he could just smell the Amazon. Gift card. Gift card, uh -huh. right? And then it's like, oh, hold on. Chris? Why are seller leads a challenge to generate, especially online, which our friends at Regentology, I'm sure, do very well? What makes them difficult? A lot of times they're just curious. They just want the, the value that, um, you know, from your, from your ad promoting the home value ad, they're just curious. Uh, and then they're going to, you know, pick a price and put it up for sale by owner. Yeah. Okay. So the first part, I totally agree with second part. That's yes. That's a whole nother conversation, right? Yeah. For sale by owner, then value add all that stuff. But yes, Andrew just bought his house last year. Okay. In this scenario you did, Andrew, congratulations. Michelle helped him buy it, right? Andrew sees online. Oh my gosh. I would love to know what my house is worth. Are you kidding me? Fills out all his information and says, yeah, my oh my God, I'm such a baller. I make great financial decisions. He's not giving Michelle any of the credit, mm -hmm. but he's such a baller, makes these amazing financial decisions. His house has raised up $125,000 in value. That's great. Does that have anything to do with his motivation or wanting to move? Absolutely not. But he shows up in, where's he at? He shows up in Frank Kenny's inbox because he filled out a home valuation tool, right? Now... That's the problem with seller's leads. Okay. Now then the next thing is they're going to say, but wait, 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 wait. We use AI. Oh, okay? this is the new, yeah, sorry. Kat's in the social media world. So she's all over the AI conversation right now. Uh, so they use AI, right? What I want you guys to understand is, and Kat, you can correct me if I'm wrong. There are two different types of AI. Okay. There's linear mm -hmm. AI, and then there would be fluid. Mm -hmm. Would that be a better way to say it? Mm -hmm. Can you, oh, 
geo-searching. Yes, Frank. Who can tell me the difference between linear AI and fluid AI? Because these are what these guys are using. So you should know, right? Where am I spending my money and how are they getting this? Who can tell me the difference and give me an example? We do another gift card? Mm-hmm. Okay. So another... So Chris, you are getting it because you... $50 by Amazon. $50 to Chris for Amazon, right? Just made your day. So um, you can be worth $250 next time you do something because that extra 50, the kicker. Who can tell me the difference? Because this is important, guys. This is going to be coming up more and more and more. And I want you guys to understand what it is people are offering you. What is the difference between linear and fluid AI? Okay, now I'm going to give the $50 gift card to anybody who's willing to be I think that the reason (laughs) linear, linear to me sounds like it's a straight line. And so it's like, if yes, then this, if no, then that. And then it goes through that chain of commands, kind of like um, the the Boomtown system. If they're on this, they'll go here. If they're not, they they don't have the alerts. They get a different email sent out to them, just like Mm -hmm. your guys' um, templates you have in your drive. And Mm -hmm. whereas fluid to me sounds like it's more like, hey, I'm a smart robot and I can kind of like personalize my responses to your conversation. So I got a call the other day from like someone trying to sell me Facebook ads and promotions and their scripts were flawless. I was like, wow, this guy's super good. I started throwing out some objections and he was like really good. But then like eventually... He had already explained how the product worked and he went back and started re-explaining it to me. And then I realized, I was like, this is like a robot. Like this is some sort of AI that's like really programmed well to respond to all of my (laughs) objections. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like a fluid example of AI. So here's the, here's the example, right? That I want you to understand. And we'll just do because who does an amazing job? Oh, the gift place where they're getting the gift cards. The place where you're getting the gift card, right? They're, they're actually feeding us the gift cards to hand out to you guys. Yeah. So we can get you to do this. No. So CRM is linear. Absolutely. He's right. You register on my website. Oh, you might be ready to buy a house, right? That's linear. And then you came back and opened my email and you favorited a house, right? These are all very linear. Okay. There's only one event that's happening. That's telling me, yes, you opened an email. Yes. You looked at a house. Yes. You favorited it. You calculated a mortgage, right? It's very straight down and it's in one industry or one topic. Okay. Over here, Amazon is what we're going to call fluid. Now, how do I know if cat's ready to buy a house? Because I know that 72% of people, once they reach an income of X, right? will now be ready to buy a home. People who also reach an income of X and do it when they're in the age ranges of 27 to 29, bump that 72% up to an 81%. Those who uh, do not have a car payment, right? But also live in an apartment where the rent is between 1,000 and 1,500 a month, bump that up from 81 to 87% right? Is this making sense? Mm-hmm. It's taking multiple factors. Those people who buy X amount of, uh, spend X amount of their disposable income on diapers, Oof. right? I know, I know that. Well, you're, remember you're having the trip. Oh, I'm always and every example, you're pregnant, yeah. right? And it takes it from multiple. Okay. That's how Amazon does it, right? They have the echo listening to you, 
right? In your house right now, the Amazon, is it called an Echo? Or well, it- the device is the Echo, but the person listening to you is Alexa. Alexa, sorry. Rude. Right? But that's the thing, is if Alexa hears me talk about... Diapers. Uh, diapers, right? Ribs. It's not just going to sell me diapers. That would be linear, right? Now I'm also going to see ads for pacifiers, for bibs. It's just... Well, there's there was a study just favorite when he tells about this, Is this fluid, the one where he's at the, the target. Um, this girl got ads for baby supplies. This 16 year old girl got ads from Target mm-hmm. mailed to her with all this baby stuff, cribs, diapers, baby clothes, all of this stuff from Target. And her dad got pissed and called Target and was like, this is absurd. My daughter is 16, blah, 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 blah. Target sent that to her because she bought prenatals because she was pregnant. And because she had bought a pregnancy test. So Target knew before dad. So this, right? (laughs) But this is what we're saying is there's a difference, right? Our CRMs, the amazing as they are, are linear. And that's fine. And that is what these lead gen companies are doing, right? You filled out, you wanted to know what the price of your home was. So we're automatically going to take that leap to tell us that you want to sell your house, right? Whereas Fluid will be based off of a number of factors, okay? And so I want you guys to understand this, is ask them, literally, a great question for you, Owen, on this Facebook ads guy would have been like, great, so is the is the uh, artificial intelligence you guys using, is it more linear or is it, would it be more fluid? Oh, it's definitely fluid, even if they were able to answer that question for you, right? He comes back and he's like, oh, I got you, Owen, right? Oh, we use fluid AI, great. How many data points do you guys use typically before you are to send us a lead? right? What is the requirement sent? And if you can get somebody to answer all those questions and do it, heck yeah, I wish I could get Amazon to work for me, right? To do this because they have all the data. And then that's a whole nother question about, do I care about any of this other stuff or would I rather have the data and sell it? Right? What was the original question? I know it was about lead gen from Regentology. Okay. So Frank, Here's the deal. As long as you have correct expectations, is Regentology a bad company? Absolutely not. Do they generate people who may actually sell their house? Yes. What I would say though, is if you're in it for the long haul, absolutely. If they're cheap and inexpensive, why wouldn't you fill your database with people who, right? I have their name. I have their phone number. I have their physical address. I have their email address and I have what their house is worth. If I could get that inexpensively, I want that for my entire market. And now I start reaching out to them, dripping them, have a follow-up system, which is what this whole month is about when it comes to conversion. We're going to talk about those strategies in the next three weeks, right? How to do that with no matter where the lead came from. Absolutely do it. But understand, I'm not doing Regentology because I hope to set a listing appointment next week. I'm using Regentology because I want to create a database. Data bank. Data bank that is profitable over the next three to six years. Does that make sense? And again, how much time is it going to take? Which brings us back to the beginning of our call, right? Regentology is going to take me 12, 18, 24, 36 months. Sphere of influence might take me three days. Does this make sense? And it's where we're spending our time. And we don't know if that's a good call until we know what our time is worth. All right. So I hope that answers some questions. I know it was kind of a little bit today is always the kickoff call. So it's more of like a mindset. Next week, we're going to get into specifics on how we can attack our sphere of influence, why it's so important, right? Because I can swipe my credit card. What do we always talk about? And then I promise I will go to Q&A. Know, like, and trust. 
I can swipe my credit card to get somebody to know me. Right? And I can get a lead to come in my inbox and they see my name. I can absolutely do that to get someone to know me. To like me, now I have to spend my time. It looks like a nose, doesn't it? <laughs> but anyway, that's my clock. I can get, right? I have to spend my time to get them to like me. So I have to spend money to get them to know me, time to get them to like me, and then I have to have success to get them to trust me. Does this make sense? What's my sphere? My sphere eliminates the first two and saves me time and money right off the bat. I don't know how much it saves me unless I know how much I'm worth. Okay? So that's the same for everybody on this call. We just It just saves everybody something different. And now we have to understand that, be able to calculate it so we can teach our agents that. Okay? And then I try and do that with them on a monthly basis so that when you bring this conversation to with, them, with them, they don't look at you sideways, <laughs> right? And they're like, oh, I, I think I understand what Ron's trying to do, right? Because Andy was talking about the same thing, just at a much lower level. Okay, perfect. Questions. Questions. I will all, go to Q&A. Somebody says, Frank says $200 to start and then $25 per closing. 25%. Oh, 25% per closing. Inexpensive. Hey, uh, where, where is... Frank, Frank, I will send you, I will just download <laughs> an entire market and send them all to you. And yes, I will take a 24% referral. Yeah. And I won't even charge you the $200. That's great. I'm happy to pay you the 200 bucks. So go ahead and do that. When are you starting? <laughs> <laughs> when we're starting? Kat? Ron had his hand up. I'm going to leverage it right away. Oh. Kat, could you no. get those names and numbers over to Frank? I've got 9 million other things to do. You do have 9 million. That's not worth your time. Okay. That's one of the things I did want to ask you about on the questions today is, um, you know, I just, the town that I live in, there's about, there's less than 300,000 people, right? We're part of LA, but we're and where I really want to focus where I live, grew up and do most of my business is in a a town that's relatively small. But I, I, my question is, and probably a lot of other people would have this too, is how do I just take over and own the city? What's how what, your city? Like I said, it's under three hundred thousand, about two fifty to seventy-five thousand people. And what does takeover mean to you? Like I have uh, a majority of the business uh, over fifty percent. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be fifty, but it's more than everybody else. You know what I mean? But fifty would be okay. Fifty. <laughs> of course, who in here would take fifty percent of their market? Raise your hand. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yes, I mean, of course. 10% will be like pumping numbers. You know what I mean? Okay, so here's the deal. We have, I appreciate you. Got around. Later, Joe. Love you. So here's the deal, though. We have to understand what our words mean. First of all, because you said things like takeover, majority. What is that? And we've had, we went from 51 to 30 to 10%. We have to know what it is our goal and what we're trying to accomplish and what it means to us. Because if I ask you that, Frank, and that's not wrong. None of what you said is wrong, but if I ask Corey, that's a very different question. If I talk to Renee Mueller in Columbus, Nebraska, a town of what, 30,000? Yeah, who has 85%. She has 82% of the market, right? So it's a different question to different people. So we need to know what is it that you need or want and what does majority or takeover mean to you that you have to find that out. So if you say 10% of the deals in in, uh, local LA, Satellite City, well, how many deals is that? Let's break it down. Let's actually do this as an example. How many deals are in your area, the city that you want to dominate? Good question. I don't know. 
Okay. So, but do you see what I'm saying? It's great. Let's do it. But let, let's be intentional about what we're actually doing. Yeah. Go and find out that number. And that, and so that's what I, I would love for next week on this call. Frank comes and tells us how many transactions are there, right? In that city, how many are buy side, how many are list side and what 10% of that would be. All right. Okay. Everybody should know that in their market. What's that? Everybody should, know everybody that. should be knowing this in their market, right? Find out exactly what that is. How many buy sides, how many list sides, what the GCI would be bringing in. How many agents would I need if my agents on average work 20 units a year? How many agents am I going to need? All of that. Let's do that, Frank, next week. If you would be willing to do that and have those numbers for us. Yeah. And then if you want to, you can absolutely schedule a 15 minute call with me and we can do it together so that, Mm -hmm. right? I'd love to do that. You schedule a call before or after next week's? Before. So we can go over the numbers together and make sure that we're both on the same page. Okay. And I'll sit with the, I'll hop in front of my computer and we'll do it together. Right. And then, so then everybody on here is like, yeah, I'd love to do that too. Can see what type of information you've been able to gather and how much easier it makes it. Because if everybody wants to dominate, nobody's going to say no to that. Right. But we have to figure out, well, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing when we have an agent come in and say, oh my God, I want to sell 50 houses this year. Then we show them what that actually looks like. And they're like, no, sorry, I don't want to sell 50 houses this year. I'd rather sell 22. Okay, because they don't know what's involved, how much time they're going to have to spend, how much money they may have to spend, what type of training they're going to have to do. Right. They don't know all those things. And we got to know all those things first before we decide if that's what we want. And then does getting 10 percent of your local area, Frank, does that get you to the profit slash intrinsic value that you want to have? And if it does, great. But maybe you need 15 percent. Maybe you only need four right? We don't know what that is. I tell you what, Omaha's elite real estate group, when we were just a team at Berkshire Hathaway, we only did 4% of all the deals in our city. And that helped Jeff reach almost all of his monetary goals, right? So a lot of times we just throw out arbitrary numbers and then we lead ourselves to failure. So I want to be super intentional about it. And I love the fact that you're willing to do that. So I'm excited. I'll wait to see where you hop on my calendar so we can get that done. All right. Hop on your calendar. Through the website. ERS, schedule a strategy call. Yeah. But only Frank, nobody else. You don't get to do that (laughs) unless you're willing to put all the numbers together. No, just joking. Absolutely. Just so you guys, those of you who don't know, if you guys ever want to schedule a 15 minute call to hammer out something and uh, you're having a pain point about whatever, right? Go ahead and hop on the website and just schedule a strategy call. I just went through and opened up more time. Gosh, four extra hours Mm -hmm. on Thursdays just to receive these calls because we were having people reach out and saying that my time was always full. So go ahead and hop on there and schedule a call. Okay. Great question. Thank you, Frank. Now, Ron, I think you had your hand up and you were going to either ask something or tell something. Yeah. So, um, it, it occurred to me this last year because I've been trying to, um, triple down on hiring agents for the team that really my best dollar productive activity is hiring, is interviewing, calling, hiring agents, because I'm leveraging that time on a longer term basis. So when we talk about lead generation, how much does an agent make you in a year? Well, when you talk about lead generation, I mean, that that really should be a part of it. That is on my schedule anyway. So, Mm -hmm. yep. I love that. Every once you remove, you replace yourself, right? So Ron, you replaced yourself from working with buyers. Well, what did you do to replace that time? Lead gen when it comes to recruiting, right? Right. And then you start hiring those agents. And now you're looking at it as not a per deal transaction, but a per agent transaction. 
right? What does this agent make me on a yearly basis? So my, and the, so my time is worth X when I'm hiring these agents. Right. And I love it because I'm seeing all of you guys do this is, is Jeff would usually hand something off to me and then replace it with the next thing. Well, guess what? Then I was taking that thing, continuing it, handing it off to the next person so that I could go do the thing that Jeff was doing. And Jeff could replace that with me, right? And we just kept doing, I was one step behind the rung every single time. Because Jeff always made sure, great, I know Andy can handle this. Now I'm going to go try and figure out the thing that's worth $1,000 an hour instead of 500 and let Andy do the $500 an hour thing. And then Jeff finds something that's worth $2,000 an hour, right? It went for, it started from deals, buyers to listings, to agents, to uh, people, right? To replace those. And now it's brokerage. Now it's market. And Jeff's goal is to partner with people in the top two cities in every state in the country, right? And then what'll be the next thing? And so we've always got to be thinking I don't know. Like that. <laughs> like I'm not ready like, for that. I hope he just stays where he's at for a while, right? But that's the thing. That's the thinking is if Jeff's time, it's never, oh, I'm going to stop doing this so I can sit at my hot tub. It's I'm going to stop doing this so that I can do X. Mm-hmm. And X is always has a dollar per hour value that's higher than what he's releasing. Mm-hmm. So, and, and recruiting is absolutely the logical next step. It's how you control. But do you notice that every time you move a step up in value, the micro control you have over it lessens, right? It's a much bigger, you can't like just go make it happen. It has to start working without you. Mm-hmm. I'm, let it go. I'm going to draw the line. Let it go. I'm going to draw the line. The okay, the, the okay plateau. The okay plateau. Okay, you guys ready real quick? Can you see this? Okay, here's you. Okay, that's everybody on the call. This is where we want to be, right? Bald with hair. <laughs> All right, so this is where we're headed, okay? I love how only some of the dudes laughed at that one. Yeah. They're like, oh, I get it, dude, struggle's real. Okay, so not so Andrew's personally though. attacked. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I can do all the bald jokes, right? Because I'm there. Okay, so what it is, is this is us. I'm amazing, and then I run into the okay plateau where everything's comfortable, right? I have the 10 agents to create my team. I've, I've taken them off, and now they're working buyers, and I'm just good where I'm at. How many times do you guys recruit somebody and they're like, no, I'm happy where I'm at? Who has not heard? Let it be easier to say this. Who has not heard that response from somebody? I like where I'm at. I'm happy where I'm at. Because it's, it's what? It's good where I'm it's at. Okay. It's okay. They're comfortable. They have reached the okay plateau. They're happy where they're at. People on this call are not happy at the okay plateau, right? You don't want to work a job. You want to own a business. There's a difference. But to own a business, what does a business mean? You have to work on it and it has to be able to run without you there. So everybody on this call is able to get to here. How do you get through this though? You create systems and strategies by leveraging with people who are worth it, right? Which is what Kat and I are to Jeff. He leveraged it with people who could do the job. Otherwise, you're never going to break through the plateau. It has to succeed without you. Everything you create has to be able to succeed without you. So Ron, eventually you're going to recruit people. You're going to, you're doing it right now. You're going to recruit people to your team. That is your best income producing activity. What you have to hopefully, if you want to move on to the next thing, create is a system that allows you to recruit. 
so that you can put somebody into that role and they will still have success without you. Okay, that's that's people who create scripts, right? If you want to break it down into something that your agents will be able to relate to, is I could, we have an agent here. You guys saw him, oh, some of you, Jack. On Wednesday, he filled in and did the uh, dialogue training for us, right? I could just text Jack a name and phone number and say potential seller or potential buyer. And I can, thank you, Mary Beth. And I can know that Jack's going to call that person and have success. Mm -hmm. But what happens if I don't have Jack anymore? I need to have scripts, strategies, right? Things in place so that it works if I don't have Jack. That's the exact same thing that you guys have to do. If I don't, if it's always about the person in the role, then I never break through the okay plateau. If it only works because of Ford, then they're never going to break through because Ford can't go on and do the next thing that's going to get them through. Does that make sense? It has to be able to work without you. Okay. That's why we made a lot of mistakes early on. Internet lead generation was really good because I was really good at it. And then I had to realize that when I hand off a lead to somebody else, they're not me. Just like I'm not Jeff, right? So Jeff figures out I can do these things, but they won't be successful unless it's Jeff doing them. So he had to switch it from Jeff being the focal point to the system strategy and process being the focal point. Otherwise, you're always going to have to be where you're at. And how many of you always want to be doing exactly what you're doing right now? Well, they always want to be on a call with us. Well, besides that, well, because you're here. But besides that, right? But the problem is, is we're too busy doing it instead of creating an escape route to where a system strategy or process can alleviate it so that it doesn't have to be us. Otherwise, it's always going to be us. Okay. It's always, always, always going to be us. And that's okay. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Right. That is absolutely okay to be there, but you have to make sure that that okay aligns with what your goals are. And if it does, perfect. But if your goal is to be up here and then hit this one and go up here, this is not okay anymore. So you have to create a, you can't find the person to replace you. You have to find the system and strategy and process to replace you. Because guess what happens? If you find the person who's able to replace you, that person's going to run into the same problem you have right now. They are going to want to do more. And unless you keep having to find the people to do it, you're going to be weighed down and tied down and unable to grow. You have to create system strategies and processes for every single thing you do. Just like we talk about anything we're teaching is worth recording. Anything we're doing is worth doing successfully is worth repeating. And I can't repeat it unless I have a system, strategy, and process behind it. Okay. I hope you guys, that's like the number one takeaway is unless you can do those things and where you're not necessary, you're never going to be able to grow. And that's when on the call, we say when everybody comes in, that's how you make a million dollars. Exactly. And that's how you make a million dollars in five hours a week. Yeah. Then we're like, oh, hey, great. Nice of you to join us. I did that. I just did that. To me. Oh, I did it to you. (laughs) That's right. I was hosting one of our leadership and Kat, believe it or not, walked in late. And right as she walked in. On time. uh, We start two minutes early. Otherwise you're late. So then I started and I said, hey, 
I said, and that everybody is how you make a million dollars in five hours a week. And everybody just clapped. They were like, amazing. And Kat was left out in the dust. So she's going to continue to work 60 hours a week and have four hour work weeks. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. See, if you were on time, you probably would have got the raise, but this is not there. (sighs) Love it. Okay, guys, we are at 1209. We can take a couple more questions if anyone has one or two or three if they're fast ones. Do you know who's getting the gift cards? Yes, I have it written on my hand. Chris and Owen, Amazon. You seriously wrote it on your hand? I love it. Okay, perfect. All right. Anybody else have any questions? Chris okay. and Owen. Frank's got another question. Oh, no, you don't have a question. Okay. Can you stop that with the marker? Is it right next to my microphone? Yes. Is that annoying? Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. Sorry, I'm I, muted. La- <clears throat> yeah, last week you asked me to send you an email with like my top five questions, issues. I did yeah. that. Did you, did you get it? Huh. You did you send it through the website or did you send it directly to me? Uh, directly to you. I think. Andy, I'll check and make sure. Yeah, I'll check it. I'll check and make sure. It, please. And do me a favor, yeah. copy Kat yeah. on it because then that... Yeah. Because then if she gets it, she'll forward it to me too. Send it, Dana, will okay. you type this in the chat? Send it to this one, Andy at kwelite.com. Yeah, that one's easier because the other one's way too long. The Andy one, at kwelite. Okay. okay. I figured you were... Uh, Mine you is... for a glance inside this crazy head, so... <laughs> no man yeah i no i would absolutely i literally have two hours in a week where i block out just to answer those emails from the ers group and i sit and i'm usually eating chipotle that i've ordered that yes the cat is ordered and i literally i just sit eat chipotle and hammer out emails and i yeah i did okay. like four of them yesterday so no absolutely resend it and i apologize if if i did no, get it in, or if it went to my no. spam that's weird i'm glad nope, I, this no, I'll bring that up for you. i appreciate it I will answer anybody's email questions except for Frank's. So feel free to send as many as possible. <laughs> Love you, Frank. All right. Anybody else? We've got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is recorded. We're making a screenshot out of that. It's going on a t-shirt. All right. Anybody else have anything? we yeah, got a couple hair, minutes. Hey, Andy, what hair products do you use? <laughs> it's called His wind. The lick. wind. He His cats lick him. Yes, that is a thing. I have a cat who like won't lick anybody else in the house, but literally will sneak in and lick my hair to wake me up like at three in the morning. Dana, will you put constantly... my email address in the chat? Oh, yep. We'll throw uh, we'll throw Kat's email address in there as well. Yeah, at KW Elite. Um, Andrew will be product. shaven by next week, Andy. Don't worry. What's that? Andrew's head will be shaven by next week. Yeah. Uh, He's just over there bragging now. Dude, you know what your hair looks like is Johnny Bravo. Right? You just got the mm, like you go to bed and wake up and it looks exactly the same. I'm there's jealous. an 80 mile an hour wind gust of Andy's 80 mile hair an hour wind gust of Andrew's thing you play. He's, like, <laughs> He's like, what? Can't 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 stop me. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys, I really appreciate it. I love you guys being here. Remember, everything we take. You guys have got to start using it and teaching it to your agents as well, okay? They've got to hear it from you. They're going to hear it from me on a weekly basis, but as long as they're, if they hear it from both of us, it's going to mean so much more, all right? Make sure we're doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah.